You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, it may be Valentine's Day, but it's also a Friday. And we all know that means it's time for another Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. This is episode number 28 of series two coming to you on the 14th of February 2020. I'm Dave Deacon and this is my co-host. Welcome to the podcast. Come in, Rappo. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. I know I know I know we're a couple of romantics, mate, aren't we? <laughs> uh, don't tell everyone. Mate, she's just popped her head round the door, mate. <laughs> Rolled her eyes, mate. <laughs> and shut the door again. Good start. Good stuff, isn't it? Uh, I won't uh, ask her how big a bouquet of flowers you've ordered for her. Yeah, um, no, that's Tesco's garage, mate, tomorrow morning, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, you're off at the moment, so how's it going? Yes, mate. Yeah, good, mate. I had a, had a nice trip to Cordis, mate, to see Ben uh, for his birthday last weekend, Dave. He's, he's at the uni up there, mate. So, took in the Bristol City, mate, 3-1 defeat at home to Birmingham mm. on the way. Yeah, not they could have gone third with a win, but not the result we wanted, mate. But great to see the fantastic job they've done with Ashton Gate, Dave. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, really. Have you, mate? Oh, go up there, have a look, Dave. It's, yeah, they've got two lovely new stands up there, mate. And, you know, like a coffee, but ah, it's, 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 all, it's all changed, Dave, since I went there last. And, and popped into a few new grains on the way home, mate. Hallen. Porter's shed and Bishop's Lydiard, mate. <laughs> Three new grounds on the way back in between Rage Going Clocks Village and Ikea, mate. You know, I thought I'd do something for myself as well. Yeah. The, <laughs> so, um, the photos that I've seen, all the pitches look relatively flat. Yeah, this is a, the Bishop's Lydiard one had a little tiny slope. Well, I'd say similar to, like, say, hail, mate, something oh, like that, you know, like, yeah, like a little slope, but not one you would notice, if you know what I mean, you know, nothing too, probably decent for drainage, I would have thought, but all quite, like, impressive little setups, mate, they're five pitches at Porter's Shed, though, so, is yeah. It, all, is all it like, Porter's Shed or Porter's Head? I don't know, really, mate, I don't know, the, the way it's spelled, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've already said port is shed, mate, because it's spelt like port with an I, and then it's S H E A D, isn't it, mate? So but I'd say that's more port shed is than it. head. Port is head. Yeah, it could be, mate. Anyway. Could be. Yeah, cr- yeah. If someone wants to correct me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Three little graves, Dave. Yeah, good. Nice little trip to Florida. Thanks, mate. Good. Right then. So. Uh, Let's begin, uh, you know, surely you're going to have some tidbits for us this week. With all this holiday, you must have had time to think of something. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I've got a few, Dave. Got a few. <laughs> Rachel's had me on the run, mate. But, um, <laughs> but uh, well, last weekend, mate, in the crazy world of Cornish football, mate, last weekend, we had a 14-0 in the Trelawney Premier League, no less, mate. That's mm-hmm. um, three milestone one at Newland Lions, mate made the trip worthwhile, 14-0. And in Division 2, we had another 14-0 as Chasewater won at Stidian's Reserves, mate. And there was also a 13-0 at St Ives Town Reserves, one at Provost Reserves. So, bizarre to think, mate, they were all away wins as well, Dave. Yeah. 
December Christmassy time because I had a, yeah. a work do on the Friday evening <laughs> and I was at the time reporting for Radio Cornwall so yeah. and they at that time the budget wasn't quite so bad as it possibly is now so they they, they allowed you to have a hire car and whatever and I remember setting out early Saturday morning oh, to drive you. all the way up by myself to this place yeah. I'd never ever heard of Pickering fortunately yeah. I was able to stay overnight so it wasn't quite so bad but um, and, and also fortunately St Blasey won so it's always better going to those games when the when the Cornish side wins yeah. so um, unlike oh, unlike the replay for uh, St Blasey when they went to Sudbury that might have been the same season I'm not sure when they drew the first game should have won it at Blaze Park and then yeah. in the replay up at Sudbury Dave Leonard got sent off after about I don't know 10-15 minutes and they lost 7-1 so uh, oh, yeah, yeah I remember that yeah good old Lenny mate <laughs> but mm. that did alright mate didn't he career won mm. the first choice I think with Teddy mate didn't he Lenny think mate I think and he might have done yeah and of course and manager at Truro yeah exactly yeah just going to say that mate can't be many that's won it as a player and a manager Dave wouldn't have thought no really? just, just trophy like that so well done the Lenny mate but but yeah that Pickering one day 784 mile round trip but Blasey had an even longer one to Crook Town mate do you remember that one in the 05 06 season 846 miles there and back for that one but um, Porth Levin mate had to endure a 904 mile round trip to Middlesbrough in the 2000-2001 season to play Morsk do you remember that one then? Morsk yeah yeah, but even that, mate, that was a eclipse by Truro City, who made a... I was careful not to use the usurp again, mate. <laughs> so I've uh, thrown an eclipse, mate. Eclipse, um, right. eclipse, eclipse mate, yeah. Right. But, 
Christian, um, I don't think we can yeah. count that one really. No, I think he's still he's stuck on twenty five, mate. Any Christian Asanabo? Is it twenty five? Without the Rodriguez, sorry, Dave. But you you could have John Ingleberg, <laughs> Uncle Dink, Smith, <laughs> mate, can you? So you can't really check in middle well, names, though, can you? The line went a bit funny then. <laughs> um, John Ingleberg. Uncle, <laughs> Ingleborough, Uncle Dink Smith. Could you, mate? Doesn't he play for Mornan? That's it, mate. Yeah, good midfielder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's moved to right back now. He's a bit older. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think um, we'll go for Christian Asamabo, Minsanto on 25, I think, Dave. But, right. but there's another one, mate. Um, somebody from Wendron, mate, didn't they, sent us... Uh, yeah. Another name, mate, didn't they? Yeah. Have you got it? Um, do you want? Yeah. Do you want me to try it, mate? Vincent White Harper Innes, mate. Yeah. Is that a treble barrel surname? Well, or? Yes, it is, isn't it? I've never <laughs> yeah. seen a, a treble or a triple barrel no. surname, but um, but he was playing number two for Bodmin against Wendron, and, um, and yeah. uh, we've we've got evidence of it on their. Um, on their team board that they write up the names, some ways. So Vincent White Harper Innes. Um, yeah. I don't know how many games he's played for Bob because it's not a name that um, sort of rang a bell no. too much. But um, but there we go. No. So how many how many letters is that then? Yeah, that's still only twenty three anyway, Dave, isn't it? Oh, so what's the point of telling me that? Then? Yeah, I've got to recount mate, because I've got it wrong <laughs> the other way. Yeah, so that's Vincent White. That's twelve. 
Hawker Innes, that's 11, so yeah, 23, mate. So it still doesn't beat Christian. It draws with Roberto Carlos Perestrano, mate. <laughs> as wrong up, but it still doesn't beat Christian Asanabo Minsanza, mate. On 25. Okay, so, uh, so 25 is still the, the... Yeah, leading. I think so. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, still the number one, mate, isn't it? Still the number one, right. <laughs> and uh, we must, as always, thank the listeners for uh, getting in touch with us. Uh, but anything that might be a bit sort of uh, quirky, shall yeah. we say, about football and Cornwall, yeah. um, rather than the mundane, normal stuff, uh, we, we'd like to get the funny side of the the game don't we yeah. so, and uh, they can contact yeah. us on Twitter that's uh, at Soccer Podcast and of course uh, email they can email me Dave Deacon at CornishSoccer.info so uh, you can tweet Rappo on Twitter as well <laughs> yes mate always, always, I'll always answer mate always answer <laughs> oh and I must just mention was Willie okay with that photograph that um that he was in this week, the Willie Thorne, the snooker player, when he, when you grabbed him on the, in the kind of shopping complex. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. But he's come out of Nando's, mate, and there he was standing up, just staring. He's waiting for you. I think so, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked at me, a bit, like me, me boy couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, Brandon was just shaking his head. I said, "Oh, Willie, Willie," <laughs> and he didn't know that. And uh, I said, all right, for a selfie, mate. And uh, I said, my dad used to love you. And uh, I did like to say to him, my dad, what, no longer. He'd probably say, well, don't your dad like me anymore? But, but uh, I said, yeah, my dad used to love you. And then, you know, had a few selfies, mate. But, yeah, he's quite nice chatting here, mate. I didn't know, mate, they got the Cardiff, um, the Wales Open there, mate, and they snooker. Ah, right. In court, yeah. So, yeah, he was just walking through the shopping centre on the way to that, mate. So, just having a quiet yeah. stroll through, and this guy yeah. jumps out at him. Yeah. So. yeah. So, John Higgins as well, mate, didn't I, in New York, in the subway? Oh, yes, you did, didn't you? So, yeah, do you remember that, mate? Yeah. So, see the snooker, snooker players, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was just pot luck, mate, that I saw. So, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that's the, sorry, mate, sorry. That is the that's the cue for our interviews for this week. And yeah, definitely. It's our Turo City man, Cam Weldon. One nil defeat at Gosport, a game to quickly forget by the sounds of it. Yeah, very much so, Dave. It was one of those fixtures that I think um in general we just needed to well, I don't really think we did much wrong in the game. We we just weren't really as ruthless as we have been in recent weeks and missed chances almost. Uh, well, they did come back to haunt us, really, and it was a game where we um, perhaps deserved something from. But in the end, you've got to give Gosport some credit. They defended well, but overall, it's a frustrating performance. And um, they got their goal early in the second half after we had a couple of chances in the first half. Uh, one from Swanee and Tyler had a chance as well, and I felt it was only a matter of time before we got a goal. And uh, in the end, that didn't happen. And Gosport struck early in the second half, a mis- defensive mistake from Truro. Um, not often we say that about us, but there's been a couple in the last few weeks. We've had a few uh, defensive mistakes, so hopefully they'll want to iron them out pretty quickly. But uh, mistake let them in, and, and credit credit to uh, the Gosport midfield, a fantastic finish, uh, really really good effort. But um, o- overall, Truro just didn't really. Uh, I think a lot of the supporters were saying at the end they could have been there till midnight and they still wouldn't have scored. And I think, if I'm honest, I think that's a fair assessment. They had chances and they just never really looked like 
uh, testing them. The goalkeeper from just wasn't very uh, not the opposition goalkeeper that is Gosport's keeper. He was very he didn't look as confident as perhaps he should have been. Uh, he wasn't their first choice. He was a young keeper, and he thought put him under a bit of pressure, send balls into the box. And every time they did that, he was having to force him to punch. He wasn't very comfortable to catch him. And uh, I don't think Truro did enough of that. And in the end, uh, they got their, well, they got what they deserved, really. And not what, not for, well, no three points, no points at all, really. It was what Gosport, they defended well. And I think Gosport got what they were trying to do against Truro in uh, September when they came down. They defended him quite resolute that day and um, ended up Lewis Rooney, 98-minute winner, was... Uh, managed to get through all three points, but they, I think they would have been happy for a point that day. And they they played like they were going to be happy for a point on Saturday. But I said counter attacks well, route one, really good finish, and in the end, three point well, three points for them, and uh, a bit of a lot, well, big loss and uh, disappointing result for Truro. Mm. And obviously, it, it meant that Truro had knocked off the top of the table. But uh, good news midweek as Chesham uh, lost at home to Swindon Supermarine and, and Taunton went down at Merthyr. It's almost as if no one wants to win it. Well, that, I've, I've said it before, Dave, and I think I think this goes to show the standard of the league. Uh, it really is. It's enjoyable to watch, and I feel it's it's a reason people love the championship so much is because it's so. There's no team running away of it 15 points clear. There's no team at the bottom cut adrift by a considerable amount of points. And I feel that's what's good about this league. Anyone can be anyone. It happens all the time. Like It was only a few weeks ago when Truro last lost and we were thinking, oh, Chesham... In fact, it was when we lost to Chesham and Chesham went off and got hammered by Yate a few days later with bizarre scoreline. So, and every time... As you said, no one really wants to win it. Every time someone gets the advantage, it's like top spot is cursed. Like Chesham got top spot and then uh, lost at Swindon. In fairness, Swindon, when we played them, they've been very good sides. So it doesn't surprise me. But again, Taunton as well. I know that Rocky Neal's been out injured and he has a big loss for them. But even so, they they, they got hammered at uh, Murphy yesterday. So it's it really is a, it's a crazy league. And I think, as I said the only time anyone's going to want to be top at the moment with this is at the end of the season, the last game of the season, because every time someone seems to go top, they just drop off the next couple of games. So hopefully for Truro's sake, it's another left off. And for the, looking at the league table, Truro, um, there's obviously Chesham, I think two points clear and Truro has now got two games in hand on them, which is a massive, massive boost. And it means, again, it's all in, it's in our hands again, which is quite nice. Yeah, of course, uh, Tiverton play tonight, uh, and so uh, if they beat uh, Bayern Brew, it means they they'll don't go. actually go. Oh, is that game off, is it? Right, that game has been called off in the last like, 10, 15 minutes, yeah. Oh, right. Well, that's good well, yeah. Good news. And the trio stays second if uh, psychologically it's good news. So, yeah. Saturday, Pool Town. Now, they're a team that could very much still have a say in the title race, aren't they? Um, yeah, I feel so. I think they are a good side, and um, they've given well. They proved that when it came to Tree Tree Road, and they gave Truro a real, really, really good game. But uh, I feel it is them. I, I do feel a little bit that they may be cut adrift a little bit, and they've not probably won't catch the likes of Truro, Chesham, uh, Tiverton, mainly because they've got so many games to catch up on. Like again, last night's game was called off due to waterlogged pitch. I know the weather's not helping, but I think they're about fourth four or five games behind uh, Chesham and I think they're a couple of three or four games behind Truro so and I feel they those games if I'm honest could it might mount up a bit too much for them to get back into it too many games in the space of time but you never know but I said Paul are a good side but at the moment it is 
it's going to be it's going to be a difficult trip for Truro if it's on. That is the big question. If it's on, because as we said, the weather's been this storm Kira and I think Storm Dennis coming in this weekend, so it's going to be a, probably pay a bit of havoc really. And obviously, Paul's pitch, we well, it's proven that all season. It isn't the greatest, and the weather-wise, probably won't any rain on it. Probably will cool it off, and so hopefully for Truro's sake, if it does get cooled off, uh, they let us know pretty quickly, so we don't have to turn around or mid-route or something that's not or even worse could get there and then have to turn around without a game so uh, fingers crossed uh, if it is going to be forced to be called off they do it early because what sort of time would you be leaving on Saturday then? Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest I'm just trying to add it up we left about we left quarter past eight on Saturday for the Gosport trip and obviously Paul's not that as far as that um, I'm trying to think Gosport's probably about another hour and a bit I reckon it'll probably be about nine o'clock leave, half nine leave, something like that. Right. So even if they gave a 10 o'clock pitch inspection, half 10, something like that, at least we'd only be, well, we wouldn't even probably be at extra at that stage. So that'd be quite nice if they did that. Mm. We'd only have a two hour journey back. So if they did a pitch inspection relatively early, and it, it helps both parties really, because obviously pool, people, pool players are going to have to travel to the ground. We don't know how local they are. Um, and obviously for Truro's lads as well, like it gives them the last thing they want to do is get up with the crack of, well, not the crack of dawn or whatever it is, and travel down to uh, Paul and just to find the game's not on. So mm. hopefully, uh, um, well, sense prevails and they do get the pitch inspection sorted if it's needed. Like for all we know, this storm Dennis might not turn up and uh, and the game is on and we play, but yeah. at the moment it's not looking likely. Okay. Now, if if it is on, I see it's a pay-as-you-want game. Yeah, um, we got confirmation from that a couple of weeks ago, actually. We got told that, and uh, Paul just said that's they've got um, permission from the league to do it. So they basically, you basically just go along and pay, as you said, pay what you want. Uh, there's no set admission price, and it's a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity to get more people involved because, like, you look at it and think, "Oh, I don't normally want to pay ten, twelve quid, however much it is. I'll go and pay a fiver, pay a couple of quid, whatever, go and enjoy the game and see what it's like." And for Paul's point of view, if they like the experience there, they can come back, and it might encourage them to come back. So, I think it's a really good idea, and I think maybe it's something Truro should or could try and implement in the near future who knows but I feel it would it, I think it would be very beneficial and hopefully for Paul's sake I hope the game does go ahead because obviously it, it is a good it's a good opportunity for them to try and make some uh, or make some money and get some more supporters in yeah be interesting now in the meantime though I, I notice or I read that there's been a pitch invasion invasion at Tree Road <laughs> oh I love this I love this story David it's brilliant um <laughs> I didn't. If I'm, if I didn't, I didn't actually believe it when I first saw it. I was thinking this has got to be some sort of joke, but it is true. Which I'm a little. I'm fine. I think it's absolutely. I have no idea how it happened, but basically, uh, Ron Ratchford, um, one of the uh, obviously one of the volunteers up the ground, uh, he was apparently he was up cleaning uh, one of. The, I think it was one of the outbuildings by the dugout, and he went over and looked over and saw a sheep by the supporters hut, <laughs> a farm, a farm, random a sheep like obviously not what you expect to see at Tree Road. You sure it wasn't like, Yetzi with a different hairstyle or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, well, you, I don't know. Uh, you have to ask Ron with that one, Dave. But um, it was it was a very, as I said, he, he saw a sheep and he, he went over and apparently there was he ran over and shut the gate and there was about fifty odd sheep there apparently and they uh. And obviously they had the gates of the pitch open, so they all went on the pitch and started eating grass by the goal mouth and everything. Oh and it's, 
he had to shut the big gates, stop them going on the road, and then a sheepdog and a farmer turned up and got, obviously got rid of them all. But it was. <laughs> It's a very, it's quite a peculiar story. I mean, it's just typical non, it's non-league football. It's fine, it's really. You don't, you don't see that anywhere else. Do you? It's brilliant. Like. No, that's a good one. We got a Tuesday trip as well next week, Salisbury away on a Tuesday night, oh, right. uh, which is going to be a well, it's going to be a tough fixture. It really, is a tough fixture. Steve Claridge has got a very, he's a, he sets his sides up very well, and we're one of the only teams who haven't actually played him this year. Um, because I think our games were postponed once and then they had to postpone it again due to a, a FA Trophy fixture, if I'm correct. And so it's going to be the first time we played them and it's an away trip on a Tuesday night, which, it, in fairness, Salisbury is not the furthest place to go, especially for a lot of the lads who are based in Exeter, Plymouth area. It's not too bad, but um, it's long enough. I know a lot of teams will be like, oh, that's miles away on a Tuesday night. But for, for us, it's not so bad. But we know it's going to be a... It's going to be a tough fix. It's going to be one really, really difficult one um, if the game's on again. It's all weather permitting, every fixture at the moment. But uh, no matter what league you're in, prove that, prove that. When the Premier League fixture got postponed last Sunday, which was a, you don't see that very often. But um, yeah, it goes. As I said it's well. It's all weather permitting. But Salisbury, a very good side, and I feel they are. I feel they've underachieved a little bit this season. I feel they're one of those teams. You look at the budget they've got, the support they have, the stadium facilities they have, and the management players. And you look at it and think uh, they're they're mid table, so that's like the playoffs. And you think they're, they're they're better than that. And I feel perhaps they haven't shown that at times this season. But hopefully they don't show it when Truro comes to town. I say that, but um, it is going to be it's going to be a really difficult fixture that one. As is Paul. Um, and uh, as we get to that stage of the season, Dave, I don't think there is so such thing as an easy fixture. But um, it's going to be—they're going to be—it's going to be a real test for well, both games if they're on are going to be real, real test for City this weekend. Your Cornish podcast—it's all getting a bit tight at the top of the uh, Southern League, isn't it? Uh, Chesham losing, True losing. No one wants to win it. Yeah, it does look that way, Dave, doesn't it? I, yeah, it's only one put actually, mate. I mean, don't skip me. You, uh, I mean, a couple of tough away games sort of forthcoming for City, Dave, isn't it? But, but bit of up and down form recently as well, mate. But, but once again, like you say, Dave, the results sort of went their way, really, mate, didn't it? Yeah. You know, TV being cancelled, you know, and obviously, you know, the leaders losing as well. So, I mean, I don't know, mate. It, it's absolutely taking, isn't it, Davis Lee? Really, isn't it? It would seem so. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it, it's it's certainly well. As as the season goes on, the gap is getting slightly, uh, uh, you know, better for Tura towards the top in, in the playoff zone. And yeah. and strangely enough, I mean, I was expecting. I've just got up the recent form table on one of the websites, and I expected yeah. Tura to be quite a way down it, to be honest. But they're third. In the last six, really? yeah, in the last six games, recent form table that I'm looking at, they're actually still yeah. third in the table, and uh, uh, Chesham are down in eighth, Taunton ninth, Crikey. Swindon are eleventh. So, uh, Churro are probably doing better out of the teams yeah. that are in the in the top sort of five six at the moment. So, uh, no, that's good news. Like like Cam says, Dave, it's in City's hands, really, mate, isn't it? At the minute, you know, games and yeah. points and. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Great idea by Paul, Dave, wasn't it, to pay what you want on yes, the gate? Yeah, interesting one, isn't it? Um, yeah. Interesting. How much would you pay to go and watch Paul versus Truro? God, mate, I'd be more than happy to pay, to pay like, 10p. 
and some of those will come back that's what it's all about isn't it so some of the ones that exactly. normally go there come back so that's right mate yeah right exactly. okay well let's start looking around the leagues with our regular guests it's John, John Colenso with, with the weekly look, look at, at the, the RRL East Cornwall Premier League okay then John let's hear from you as to what went on last Saturday Right, uh, first game up, we've got Foxhole against North Petherwin, um, and it's not great news. Unfortunately, Petherwin couldn't raise a side. Um, reading on the forum, I think Bash is quite distraught about it all. He's he's one of the lads that's sort of been there for a long time. Um, you know, he's, he's he does most of the work there, same as I do at St. Clear. With, there's only a small army of volunteers at these small clubs, and unfortunately... He's had to concede a game, and I, I really feel for him because it's not a nice. If, if we had to do it, I'd be absolutely distraught as well. It's it's not a nice feeling. I wouldn't have thought. Mm. So that's um, Foxhole's three points. Um, Lou against St Mimber. We said about the weather maybe affecting some of the games. Obviously, Lou couldn't get the game on there um, with a mixture of wind and rain. I'm guessing to put their pitch out for a week. Um, next one was Newquay nil, Varian four. So, Varian obviously had a bollocking from their two-all draw at Padster the week before. And um, have come out of the blocks and, and beat Newquay at Mount Wise 4-0, which is a good win for those boys. Yeah. Um, next game on, we had us, Sinclair, against Padstow. Um, we won 5-1. Charlie Coates scoring two. Ethan Gwillem scoring two. And Jack Libby scoring one. Um, nice game to play in. It was Again, difficult conditions. The pitches are, are not dry and they're just getting stickier and stickier, aren't they, unfortunately? So, difficult game to play in, but we we got the job done. Um, good performance by us. And, and yeah, and we've gone up a place to seventh now. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one was St. Dominic against St. Blasey. Um, as you predicted, I think, could be a, a big scorer. St. Dominic, seven, St. Blasey, nil. Kieran Ryle started the game after coming off the bench last week and he scored four this week, so he's keeping up his goal-scoring record. Um, Kieran Prescott, um, James Pascoe and Ryan Corey with the other goals. Um, Reading on the forum, there's a St. Blasey lad, I think it's called Liam Cheeks, has decided that maybe St. Dom were a little bit lucky to win 7-0 and on another day he might have scored eight himself, but... (laughs) <laughs> That's yeah, another story altogether. I saw that and I, I decided that he's just taking the mick, I guess. Um, I'm guessing so, yeah. There's a bit of banter going on, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently they've been unlucky all season and they shouldn't be bottom. But uh, the league doesn't normally lie, does it? No. no. Um, next game we had St. Stephen 2, Roach 5. That, that was a, a good win for Roach, I would have said. And it was a, quite a local derby. Mm. Um Craig Code and Courtney Rowe again scoring for St. Stephen, but Roach managed to get five in reply. Connor Dean with two, Adam Floyd with one, and Sam Leaney with two. So that's a good win for Roach. 
Yeah, uh, bits of it. That was, well, I would say more than good. I mean, a little bit surprised where it came from, really, but... Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, looking at the league table and St. Stephen at home are normally strong, aren't they? But mm. uh, whether they caught one on off day, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, good, a very good win for Roach, actually. Um, and then the last game, we had St. Teth 1, Gerrans 3. Uh, Rory Jarvis with 2 for Gerrans and Ben Ringrose with 1. Um, St. Teth again... Young side out. Sounds like they're a little bit unlucky not to get something out of the game. Um, I think Garen's put out a strong side with the possibility of maybe a couple of senior players from Wendron being brought in as well. So that made them a bit stronger, I think, to make sure they got the win. Mm. Um, so that leaves St. Teth quite low down, and Garen's get the three points there. Yeah. And the last the last game we had, not really East Cornwall, but uh, Mount Gould and Tavi reserves in the cup. Um, sounds like a good game, actually. It was a three-all draw. And then Mount Gould won 3-1 on penalties. So, well done to them. Good. So They go on into the semi-final now, I think it is. Yeah. The North Padawin affair, we have to hope it's just, well, a one-off as such, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I really feel for Bash, to be honest. He's, you know, he does work hard there, and he's, he's doing everything he possibly can to get the players in. So, let's hope they can turn it around. We don't want more teams dropping out of the league, do we? No, that's right. Okay. <clears throat> right, so what have we got coming up this Saturday? Right, coming up this Saturday we have Gerrans versus Marjon, um, which is 9th v 11th, so it'll be a close one. Lou against Foxhole, which will be a good test of Lou. They've, you know, they've started picking up points. They've, they've risen up to 13th from quite low down, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on against Foxhole at Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's Mount Gould against Padstow. I can see that one being a big score, unfortunately, for Padstow. Um, and then North Petherwin have got St. Mimver at their place. Um, let's hope they can get a side together for that one. St. Blazy against Newquay, 17th against 12th. Um, we are at home against Tor Point. That would be a test for us as well. Um, and then we've got St. Dom against Roach. And the one that I think is probably the game of the day, Varian against St. Stephen at Varian. Oh, right. So that's sixth place against eighth place. So that'll, uh, that'll be quite a tight one, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, the game that I'm sort of interested in is to see how Roach get on at St. Dominic. Um, I mean, yeah. they had a great result last Saturday at, you know, at St. Stephen. Can they do mm. it again this week? I think St. Dom at home is going to be a tough one, to be fair. I think, yeah, St. Dom's got that one for my for my books, mm. I reckon. Um, yeah, and like you say, Lou, Lou and Foxhole would be quite an interesting one, just to see where Lou are really in there. You know, they've, they've had a good run lately, so it would just be interesting when they get a good test against the Foxhole side and see just see how good they are. be interesting to see whether it's on as well. Well, that's the thing, yeah, <laughs> if any of them are on, because looking at the forecast today, it's horrendous, isn't it? I mean... Obviously, we're on Wednesday now. Helston's off tonight. And they, um, Polter was called off last night. So, that's not a good sign because they're normally two of the pitches that survive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, the rain is more Saturday, isn't it, rather than leading up to Saturday? It's it's light Friday night, isn't it? And then it's it's full on. We've got, at St. Clear here, we've got 100% from 6 o'clock in the morning right through till mm-hmm. Sunday Sunday midday, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really not looking good at the minute, I wouldn't have said, for anybody. So what um, do you do on a Saturday afternoon if your game's off? <sighs> do you try and sit find around? Yeah. Else or what? yeah, oh yeah, definitely, most definitely try and find one somewhere else, but I don't 
I honestly can't see there being a lot at all. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I, <laughs> I can't more, see there being a lot more, at all. You're more doom and gloom than Rappo is. Oh, hell, it's, it's just monotonous, Dave, isn't it? I mean, I work in a, in a tin shed and you can hear it coming down all day and you're thinking, oh, oh not more, not more, you know? Oh, but, um, yeah, it keeps coming. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, and lastly, I would like to say congratulations to Jason Heaton and Andrew Bragg with the Kerno FA team getting us into the World Cup for Kerno. Yeah, just all that. I know all the hard work those boys did during the summer. I went and watched a couple of the Kerno games and talked to Jason a few times, and they were sort of saying how, you know, it was it was maybe an impossible mission that they started, and and they were really hoping that they could get somewhere, and and it looks like they've they've done the business and we're in the draw for the World Cup. So, yeah, happy they're, days. They're at the World Cup, and I uh, see yeah. they've booked the flight tickets now. So um, yeah, you know, yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> Gets Cornwall on the map a bit, doesn't it? See if we can bring a World Cup home. Yeah. Um, Could be a good summer. I'm sort of in discussions and and looking to see whether um, can, I can get out there as well to to perhaps me and um, Cam Weldon do a daily podcast from there. So, oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that would so be very good. Follow the lads and see how they get on. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. Watch this space on that one. So. I say, looking at like the Cornwall team the other day that they put out, we, we could have a hell of a side, couldn't we, for... You know, to take over there. So, yeah. you know, Ryan Richards and, and those lads, they'll, they'll certainly score some goals. So, yeah, if we can take a strong side over there, it'll be very interesting. Although, no, you've been a manager. Do you stick with the lads that have got you to the tournament or do you bring in new faces? Oof, mix of both, isn't it? I think. See how, see how everyone survives towards the end of the season because we're going to have a, quite a busy end of season, aren't we, catching games up. So Yeah, but the, really other, be a... the other issue is that, you know, players are going to have to book time off work so they, they need to know yeah, you know, a little bit in advance if they're working for someone. If you're self-employed, it might be slightly different. But, but yeah. you know, there's so many... Um, Issues, aren't there? That uh, oh yeah, there's there's uh, stumbling blocks. It's a bit there? of a nightmare, but um, yes, yeah, yeah. No, it'd be uh, be a great experience for whoever does get to go. But um, like you say, it's it's the ones that can get time. You know, like Jordan and Nia said last week, didn't he? I think he's his obviously his dad will help him out, will and Tom. Yeah. So they, they should be right. But like you say, there's some people that can't afford to have the you know that amount of time off, can they? No, that's right. So, so you have to pick an early squad and and see who's available and who's not. Have to pick a squad of about fifty and and yeah. <laughs> weed away yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure it'll soon whittle itself down, won't it? Yeah, that's but, right. Um, I'm sure nobody will make excuses they don't want to go. They will. It's a, it's going to be a hell of an experience for the lads that get to go. Yeah, that's right. So, so no, very good. And I did see on Twitter today that you're going to speak to Jimmy Miles. I've spoken to him manager. already. Oh, you have spoken to him. Ideal. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to say he's doing a great job. This, he was with us last season in the dugout because he broke his leg the season before and has really struggled. He was a great centre-half himself and we were hoping last season we could have got him back fit and got him playing for us, but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. He had to have his, I think he said his leg re-broken to try and mm-hmm. get him on the mend. Um so we both played for Altenon at different times and he sort of, and we spoke at the end of last season, he sort of said, I'd love to give it a go. So he, yeah, he's gone to Altenon as a new manager and done really well. He's done a cracking season. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, well done, Jim. <laughs> right. Thank you for that. All right. I think no problem. Next one we're going to listen to on the podcast is going to be Jim Eden. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yeah, fifth round. It's, um, well... It's a special competition, isn't it? The Cornwall Junior Cup. It seems to go on forever. Yeah, definitely, mate. Something we, we, we take serious. 
And uh, how have Altenon got on in previous seasons in this competition? Um, I'm not too sure because obviously I've only took over from this year. But obviously, when I played the revolt in back about five years ago, they were pretty good. Right. So when I'm not too sure in that season. Right. When did you take over them? Uh, to start of this season. Ah, right. So, um, was that something that you always wanted to do then, or were you sort of um, thrown into it? Yeah, well, obviously, my football career came to end, broke my leg last year, so I've been looking to go into management, and Alton have got a bit of a you know, place in my heart, really. And you're not doing too bad, though, are you, this season? Um, yeah, we had a bit of minor setback last week, but, yeah, very good at the moment. I mean, that, that defeat in the league... Uh, uh, Boscastle, wasn't it? You lost two. Um, Boscastle, yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the side went the whole of last year un, unbeaten in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did very well last year, but obviously it's a bit more, bit more, you know, classier this year with the players. But no, they're doing very well at the moment. And Saturday, you've got a Luggan RBL in, in the fifth round of the, of the Junior Cup. Now, this will be the first time you've played someone from outside of the Dutchie League. So, do you know anything about the opposition? Have you looked at to, you know the league table to see where they are and that sort of thing? No, not quite. Obviously, I've heard like few uh, rumours about they're like the first team and all that. But obviously, being down like Red Roof, I haven't got a clue really. <laughs> we don't fear no one really. Because, I mean, your last two rounds in the Cup have been pretty tight, haven't they? They've both gone to extra time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both been tight games. And was it a bit nerve-wracking? Um, nah, just take it as it is, don't we? Giant killers, we are. Giant killers, right. Well, uh, you're doing well. There's going to be teams that are looking at the league table and thinking, well, this side ain't giant killer. They're a good side. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're um, yeah. But I don't like to put too much pressure on the boys. Just take every game as it comes. Well, that's a bit of a cliche. So, so uh, who, who's your sort of the, the main players that I should be looking out for? Um, well, we got Sam Wade, Danny Moore, um, Alfie, young boy, and uh, I don't know if Sam will be available for the game because obviously he got sent off in the last game. But Sam Smith. Banking goals every week. Right. Uh, young Alfie up front, he's only 16. Very good young player. So a bit of a mixture, is it, of, of age? And yeah, experience? yeah. We've got a few old players in there and a few youngsters that are gelling quite well. And so what, what's the outcome going to be? What score are you going to win? Uh, I'll predict 2-1, maybe 3-1. Right, OK. And, uh, Not many teams come to our pitch and win, basically. What sort of you know what's the pitch likely to be? I mean, the, the weather forecast isn't sounding too good for the weekend. Yeah, well, I, I live roughly around like ten miles away from the pitch area, so but at the moment it's, um, we've had quite a lot of rain, so I was imagining it's going to be quite soft. But we have got a good, very good groundsman. And does it sort of so. tend to hold the water, or does it? Um, it does drain pretty well. They, they spiked it as well, so they've been doing their best to get the game properly. So. Hopefully the game still goes ahead, Mike. Yeah, that's right, because there's, there's nothing worse than uh, on the Friday or the Saturday morning hearing that the game's off, is there? Yeah, it's the worst feeling ever. <laughs> and what about during the week? Do you do training and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, we train on uh, like um, midweek, like, but obviously um, with the weather, we've been training indoors, but now we've just started outside, so 
It's good. And I guess you've got no problem with players turning up for training and seeing you're doing so well, have you? No, no, no. I've got five subs every week, which is a nightmare for me. <laughs> is it rolling subs in the Junior Cup or not? Yeah, roll on, roll off, yeah. Yeah. So you got which to... I'm a great fan of. Well, it, Keep it... everyone happy then. I was going to say, it makes it easier for the manager, doesn't it? Um, it isn't when you've got five subs you know, itching to get on. It's kind of hard work, but it's good that everyone can get a game like, which I try and be fair. And what about your uh, disciplinary record? You, have you had any players in the sin bin this season yet or not? Um, no, we've had one sending off last week, which was very questionable, but I'm not going into detail, but very well-disciplined team, really. OK. And you yourself, Jimmy, you mentioned that you broke your leg last season. Uh, what, what, where did you used to play? What position? I used to be centre-back. I used to play for Pensilver and Altenham. Right. But I broke it probably about 15 months ago, I think, now. Right. And, and that stopped you playing, did it? Yeah, yeah. My leg's not been right since. Oh, well, that's not so good. But uh, as a centre-back, then uh, you'd be sort of relishing these sort of conditions, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I do miss it. Trust me. <laughs> I think we all do, Jimmy. We all do. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, look. Best of luck on Saturday. Uh, we'll be looking out to see how you get on, and um, well, you never know. We might be talking again as uh, as you get closer to the final. Yeah, definitely. Thanks very much for your time. Your Cornish soccer podcast. Yes. Well, there's Jimmy Miles, manager of Ultra Nun. Well, he did text me back after that. Um, Rapper, that interview rapper to say he was well it was very nerve wracking so uh, we'll have to get him back on later I think in the season don't you when uh, you know when Noel yeah. have won something and perhaps he'll be uh, um, a bit more talkative then but uh, yeah after he's had a couple shandies mate maybe <laughs> it is alright though Dave isn't it I mean we're obviously used to it mate and we old hands and you know <laughs> just yourself mate you know radio and commentary and but like, yeah, I suppose it is, you know, like if, if you haven't done any interviews, it's, I mean, good to see Jimmy's a fan of the rolling subs rule. I thought they like, I really like that, you know, as well, yeah. man. I'm a big fan of that. Well, yeah, he was a he is a fan, but it's he still finds it difficult, doesn't he? Because um, everyone wants yeah. to get on. So uh, yeah, I suppose it's old. You've got five subs there clicking their studs, mate, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never. I've never really seen too many managers use it in the way that I expected it to be used. That you know, as it says, you know, roll on, roll off. I, I've, I've not seen it used to that sort of degree, really. Have you? No, not like that, Dave. To be fair, none of the games I've watched right, or seen, you know, like in the Vets League, it's obviously used as well, mate. And yeah, it, it, like you say, it's not really someone don't sort of play an hour and then come off and then. So sort of you think, oh, five minutes ago we're losing, chuck another couple of strikers back on. Mm. It doesn't seem to happen, Dave, does it? But oh, that's right. I'm not, I know what you mean. Yeah. OK. But, uh, yeah, shame Jimmy had to finish through injury, Dave, wasn't it? But, yes, doesn't sound mm. very good at all, does it? No. So, um, but uh, good, good that he's back involved in the game, so that's good. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that, mate. Managing's uh, the next best thing, as they say, mate, isn't it? So... <laughs> Good, uh, you know, hopefully has a successful season. OK, well, more Junior Cup chat coming up now, uh, but this time it's with a manager who's already in the semi-final round, uh, in the semi-final draw. Uh, that is because his team's newly in East beat Popero 1-0 last week. Here's Martin Grigg. 
Well, whilst there's still three Junior Cup fifth round games to be played, Martin, um, you're in the uh, lovely position of being able to sit back and see who else gets through, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's strange having played a week early to then look at the other games being played this weekend. Um, obviously, we played earlier because Paul Perro's uh, first team were home, I think, for the next two weeks. So our game was brought forward and unfortunately we went there and, 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 and scraped through with a 1-0. Yeah, it sounds as if it's a bit of a tight affair. It was, yeah. I think I think both teams, we've played Popero twice now, uh, obviously in the Knockout Cup, and both all all games have really been really tight, uh, beating them at home and drawing two two away in the last time we went there. But um, both teams, I think, would be kicking themselves that they didn't take their chances early in the game. And from half-time onwards, I think we really grew into it more and had two glorious opportunities with Paco and Sam Lawrence where they're kicking themselves they didn't score. And um, luckily, got a, a late goal in the 85th minute through Ross London. Oh, as late as that? I didn't realise it was so so late. Yeah, it was very late. I don't think my um, my nails could take any more, really, the way it was going on. <laughs> So the well, so you were all, presumably already thinking about extra time, were you? It was on my mind, especially after the last round where we went to extra time against Holmans. I was thinking, oh, here we go again. <laughs> um, but fortunately, we 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 were the stronger team. I felt in the second half, and and arguably just about deserved the win. I think. Right. I see. There's a little bit of comment about the fact that there's a was there an under sixteen game there earlier in the day. Yeah, I think we got there, and they—they they, for some reason they decided. I don't know um, how it was decided, but their under 16s played on the pitch before the game, um, and it, it cut it up a little bit. It was—it was quite rough. The player said it was—it was very poorly in places, um, so I don't think that helped preparations at all. Yeah. Okay, so and but it was—it was—it was the same for both teams, as, as you say on the day, Dave. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, you're through. What's been the toughest tie you've had so far in the Junior Cup this season? Um, I wouldn't. I think they've all been relatively tough for different reasons. Obviously, going in the first round, um, I think both teams were quite sure. And playing on their pitch, it's it's no, with no disrespect to going, it's a horrible pitch to have to go to. Um, but we we came out comfortable winners in the end. Obviously, Holman's into Tadjul were were more were tough games and. Sorry, North Pedal into Tadjil, but Holman's, I think, going to extra time against a team that was high-flying in the Trelawney Premier, that was probably our toughest fixture of the, of so far. Both teams went into it determined to win. Um, it was a, a scrappy affair at times, but fortunately we took our chances and, and saw the game through extra, after extra time. And of course, you know, the best people tipped you to go through anyway, didn't they? Yes, that's what I say. I think I, I, I hope Rappo doesn't tip us any more in, in your predictions. Um, I think the very time he does, we'll probably lose. But he he didn't make himself very popular with my keeper Zeph by saying he thought he was going to let in a couple against Gunners Lake the other day either. Oh no! Oh well, we can't please everyone. But uh... no, no, no. Just don't just don't let him tip us, please. Okay. You got much of a record in the in the Junior Cup over the years or not? Um, as a club, I felt we've we've underachieved a lot. Really, um, we felt at times where we've had a good team, the draw hasn't gone against us. We've had some tough, tough, tough games. Um, but no, I think it's a, it's a competition we've always not done ourselves any particular favours with. And do you really care or prefer who you have in the next round, or are you just pleased to be there? 
I think mainly pleased to be there. I've, I've, looking at the teams in there, I don't think there's any any side you'd say, oh, I prefer to have them or I wish we could draw them. There's obviously Alton and Gunners Lake who are both in, in our Premier Division and we've played them already um, and had tough games against both of them. Um, the other teams I don't really know a lot about, especially Kilcampton who play in the North Devon Senior. I don't know a lot about them. I watched the Logan play uh, Holman's back on uh, Boxing Day fixture before we played Holman's. And to be fair, I thought a Logan could have scored a few goals before Holman's actually took the lead. <laughs> but no, I don't think I don't think I fancy any of the teams, really. I wish the competition could end now. We, we, that's it. <laughs> right. OK, well, yeah, because, I mean, you're having a good season, aren't you? You're doing well mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah, we're not doing too bad at all. We're third at the moment. Um We've we've made some changes. We've had some good signings come into us from last season. Um, I was a bit worried at the end of last season what we were going to do, which is one of the main reasons we chose not to apply for any of the higher leagues when the opportunity arose. Um, I think there's only three teams stayed in the Dutchy League for Premier Division from last season. But as it's worked out with the players we've signed and the performance of the players, it's it's worked. It's done really well for us. And so what? Are your thoughts about next season? Because, I mean, as it stands, you're, you're looking fairly... Well, you're going to end up fairly near the top of the Premier, aren't you, in the Dutchy? So, you're thinking about next season as to what you might do or not? hope so, yeah. I think, obviously, we'd like to play as the highest standard we can. Um, unfortunately, I think there's no uh, set promotion relegation from the Dutchy League to the East Cornwall anymore. Um, so... As it stands, I'm not sure how that works, how we do, if we do, say, finish in the top two, how we do go up or what happens. I'm not sure now. Why have they changed that? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Um, whether it's to do with the new St. Piran's League that's come in, um, I'm not sure the reasons behind it at all. It's strange, but there we go. Mm. But, um, yeah, so as as you stand, you're, you're third in the table um, mm-hmm. and you've, well... You mentioned a name just now, Lee Paxton. I mean, he must be a great signing for you, surely. Yeah, yeah, we've been very fortunate um, to sign Lee. He's he's one of the players. Those players when he he lines up against you, you you hate seeing him on the opposition team. <laughs> yeah. But when he's on your side, he's such a a leader and a vocal uh, person in the changing room that he drives the team forward. So him and Cam Buchanan has also come for us from the G, um, they've been really outstanding signings for us and, and are working well and, and fitted in well as well, which is the important thing. I've got an established group of players there who enjoy the, the games on a Saturday, but also they socialise well together. And it's important that any new players come in, fit into to our club ethos. And, and Paco and Cam and the other players that have come in this season have all done that and, and are hopefully are really enjoying their football with us. And I noticed uh, the other day that um, you had quite a good turnout for training. Um, they're all doing the. What are they doing on the on the training pitch? Or press ups. I, I, yeah, I, I think it was press ups or leg raises. Leg I'm, raises. I'm, just, yeah, I've got I've got um, Gary Thompson, Tomo, and Phil Emery, who I played with when we all played with New East together well, too many years ago now, and they take training. It lets me just to stand back and watch the players and, and look at the players and how they're training. But it was a good turnout, especially in the conditions we had on that night. Mm. You've got a game this Saturday or not? No, no game this Saturday, unfortunately. I think it's the Junior Cup uh, quarterfinals, the other games this Saturday. Yeah. So all the teams we could play are in action. So it's a, it's a shame I, um, because we want to try and keep our runner games going. 
and keep the players ticking over. So I don't know whether to go and, and watch, I'd say, a local game. But looking at the fixtures, I don't think there's any close to me watching that Junior Cup. I think the closest is all to none. Yeah, and of course, with you not knowing exactly who you might have anyway, it might, mm. it might be a wasted trip. But uh, the only reason I ask is I'm just looking out the window and it's starting to rain again. And the forecast yeah. isn't that fantastic. What's your pitch holding up like this season, Martin? The pitch is doing really well. The pitch is, is, is we're really pleased uh, the way it's holding up. Um, we do a lot of work in between games on it. And I think only having the one team on it this season and last season has certainly helped it a great deal. Well, like most, most, most clubs at our level, it's, we're run by a small band of, of, of volunteers who are dedicated and, and put a lot of their free time in. And I think they're a credit not just to our club, but to every club in, in the county that has people that are prepared to give their time up to get a game of football on a Saturday. They're there to be applauded. Your Cornish Podcast. Well, another side doing well, Rappo? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good to hear from Gregor, actually. Davey's old mate um, from the old Nuki days. Mate. I mean, New and East going well. Like you say, good to see the club on the up again. They've after a few sort of difficult times and fantastic result. Knocking out Almonds, I thought. David, who I thought might sort of go on to win it. So... <laughs> And, and, and actually, mate, Zach, mate, he did send me a little message about his clean sheet that day, mate. <laughs> I, uh, I said he was letting too, mate, didn't I? And, uh, and uh, yeah, he sent me a message and said, uh, did you see the clean sheet? So, uh, yeah, good, good lad, Zach, mate. But, um, no, I, I, personally, Dave, I'd love to see Newland East go on and win it now, personally, mate. And, and you know, and I hopefully go on, be successful and go up through the leagues. But, you know, like... Like up the road, like St Morgan have done. Really, there's no reason near and East can't sort of emulate St Morgan, mate. Is there? No, that's right. It'd be nice if, you know, to be fair, if this promotion and relegation was a slick system. You know. Yeah. Like Martin said, though, he's not sure what's happening this season with the Duchy and the East Cornwall Premier. There's not an automatic promotion. Well, why not? I mean, I, I think yeah. that was all part of the. You know, yeah, true, things, but there we go. Seems to change, doesn't it, mate? Seems to change every sort of yeah. summer, doesn't it? Every AGM, yeah. it, it changes, doesn't it? Like you say, yeah, it'd be nice if people knew, knew where they were, were in August, mate, isn't it, rather than in yeah. May. Yeah, you know, when you're running into this time of the season, you think, crikey, we've got to, you know, sort ourselves out here, otherwise, we're going to be relegated. Well, that quite often isn't the case, is it? You know, they, no. they don't know until the AGM in the summer, which is wrong. That's, that's yeah, crazy, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Crazy. Let's just yeah. um, recap on ties to be played this Saturday in the Cornwall Junior Cup. Um, obviously, there's four quarterfinal or fifth round, as the county have called it, fifth round ties. Um, one's been completed, that one that we mentioned, St Julian East beat Polpero. 1-0. Then on this Saturday it's Altonon against the Luggan RBL Reserves and Gunness Lake versus Kilcampton. They're both uh, 2pm kickoffs. And then Saturday after 22nd it's St Dominic Reserves versus Bew Town Reserves. Is that a copy oh, yeah, of the game you mentioned just now? Uh, yeah, I just, I just noticed that. I was going to say, I hope it's better than the 0-0 they had last Saturday. Well, that's interesting, yeah. isn't it? So, um, yeah, tight game. Yeah, perhaps we'll get someone on from uh, at least one of those clubs for next week's podcast. Yeah, good idea. Good luck to Lugan, mate. The only uh, 
east, uh, only west, I should say, <laughs> against some of the east teams. Uh, yeah, the only west representative left, isn't it? Mm. So, tough game, though. Good luck to them. Tough game, yeah. Couldn't be, couldn't be much tougher, mate, could it? Yeah, so, Right. Yeah, good luck to all of them, mate. Yeah, good luck to all of them. Next up, Phil Hiscox from the South West Peninsula League. Well, good morning, Phil. What's the week been uh, for the South West Peninsula League in the last seven days? Exciting or not? No, OK, OK. I, I got, we obviously got all the games played last Saturday before Storm Clara came along, so that, that was a good thing, and it also meant that the Senior Cup games were all played, which, which does help in terms of you know, knowing who's through and who's out and that's that, so that was good to get them out of the way um, I personally went and watched Il- Ivybridge versus Ilfracombe which was a, a decent game Ivybridge uh, beat Ilfracombe 3-1 which is uh, I mean if the East title race is probably more open than the West anyway but that sort of opened up even more so yeah well deserved uh, win was it or not yeah I think so I think so Ilfracombe were were sort of hard working and things I, I must admit but but I've seen like Bobby Tracy, they play, play with a lot more flair and score a lot more goals, whereas Ilfra Kuma are a, a more, perhaps a more hard-working team unit. Uh, but it didn't really work for them on Saturday, and um, I mean, they're, they're still very near the top. But, um, it, it, you know, it, it opened the, the title race up a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then in the week, I uh, didn't get to see a Peninsula game because they were all off, but I, I did get my football fix both on Tuesday at Exeter City and uh, uh, Wednesday night at uh, Exeter Town. Right, OK. So, plenty of football for you, which is more yeah. than what most of us got down this way, but uh, yeah. there we go. Now, so we can't avoid asking the question, or I can't avoid asking the question... Phil, please recap. What is the correct procedure for calling games off this weekend? Because, as we know, Storm Dennis is on its way, and I think yeah. we got away with it a bit last weekend. We, we might did. be lucky this Saturday, by the looks of things. Correct, correct. Right. Without any intervention, the rules are quite clear that our level of the game, you know, that's from the sort of step six upwards, where the pit, the clubs are in charge, responsible for their own pitch maintenance, and, and uh, you know, they're not sort of local authorities and that sort of thing. Then a match day or a referee of a local nature, either the match day referee if he is local, or or a senior local referee if the match day referee is from a distance away, should do the inspection on the day of the game, allowing the time to be such that it's done before the away team travels. However, when severe weather is forecast, and obviously we're we're all aware of of Storm Dennis's approach, uh, and I've been monitoring the the, um, forecast for a couple of days now, Unless there's a sort of dramatic change, I'm sure by the time your listeners listen to this sort of from Friday onwards, I would have already made the decision. Um, then there is a severe weather protocol, which is up to leagues to introduce. Um, I'm, I would say on, on speaking to you on Thursday morning, I'm 99% certain to invoke it. Uh, and that will be from Friday morning onwards, which basically means two things. One, that they don't have to wait to the day of the game. Uh, and secondly, that they don't have to get uh, drag a referee up there to tell them what we already know. Mm. Um, so what they would have to do then is on the Friday is you'd expect each club to make a, a considered decision based on their, their local pitch conditions and the local circumstances. Uh, they make the call. Uh, they then have a duty to inform myself, the match officials and the opposing team. Uh, and then as long as they've done that, 
that's it, the game's off. Right, OK. And in your uh, position of league secretary of the Peninsula uh, over the, what, 13 seasons we... Yes, um, yes, yeah. Have you had to introduce that um, Friday sort of feature more as time has gone on, or have you always done it uh, over a number of years? Well, I mean, it's always happened over a number of years. I think the most obvious ones is when you get snow and and there's sort of snow lying on the pitch, and you can know then. Um, In the case of rain, I suppose if we're talking about sort of climate change and things, um, it, it... does seem to happen slightly more often now, um, although it does go in cycles. And two years ago, we had a very, very bad winter, and I remember doing it quite regularly through that winter. Um, last winter, it was fairly mild, and I think I may have only done it once all of last season. Uh, this season, I think this will, I did it twice before Christmas when we had bad weather. I uh, haven't done it since Christmas, but I'd like to say I think this will be the third time this year it's been done. Um, it's not done something, something done lightly because at the end of the day we, we need the games played and, and unlike a lot of the local leagues the FA still insists that you know, it has to be played all by the, the last Saturday in April uh, and I am aware that some clubs are behind on their fixtures so you know, when games are off this time of year for a lot of clubs you know that the, the next thing they're going to ask once it's off is when is the new date and then they won't be happy about the new date um, but you know, you're running out of dates, and for some clubs with a lot of games to play, you're running out of what you would call kind dates, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you end up having to give them an unkind date. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to see more clubs in the league uh, similar to Marjons and play on all weather pitches? I'm a traditionalist, so I'm not not a great lover of, of artificial pitches for, for football at our level, but obviously when the weather's bad, you, you, you can't can't help but think it, it's a good thing as well. Um, mm. I mean, there will be more, won't there? I mean, the, 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 you, every year you sort of see another club building one, or I mean, at the moment I know Devon FA are turning their grass pitch into a plastic pitch, so... Um, you know, you'd perhaps think in, in a year or two's time it might be possible that you get a phone call from a, a club saying, you know, can we move our game to that pitch to get it played? And, mm. um, you know, I, I'm not a great fan myself, but I do see the benefits of it. And, and clearly, as a fixture secretary, when it's raining, you wish you had a few more around. OK. All right. Well, let's get back to talking about the football side of things. Uh, um, where are you watching this week? Well, where are you well. watching this week? <laughs> Where are you? Where would you like to watch this? Right, game? Plan A or left already arranged is uh, to watch Dog Balls versus Weybridge Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, partly because uh, I've got a lift already arranged for that one. I, I, although I've been to Dobbles this season, I haven't seen Weybridge at all this season. Oh, yeah. So, so that's sort of Plan A, um, and I suppose Plan B is wherever's left on. <laughs> right. Who are more Johns playing? Uh, Marjons are home to Elmore. Right. Um, and there are a couple of others that, that have a, a good reputation of playing home games. Uh, certainly our friend Sticker are due to be at home. Mm-hmm. They uh, often play. Uh, they're home to Helston. Yeah. Um, and Torpoint uh, seem to have a good reputation lately. They're home to Holes, were they? Although, um, although when they get their game on in the bad weather, I don't think they've got that good a 
success record. So. No, no, I, I did see the one before Christmas where they played Honiton, and um, yes, yeah. yes, I don't think <laughs> they never regretted that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, looking at it, I, I mean, obviously Marjons is the obvious one, but um, uh, Sticker, Mausel, another one that tend to play, Godolphin tend to play actually quite a lot with their pitch, but you know, it, it's difficult sitting here on Thursday with a, yeah. looking at forecast to know exactly how much rain there's going to be, because um, with sort of storm warnings. The other interesting thing, and part of the reason why you leave it till Friday, um, is that these storm warnings can go up, go, go up as well as down. You, know, you may find that on Friday it's not a yellow warning anymore; it might be an amber warning, um, as the winds for last Sunday were upgraded to amber. Um, we ought to yeah. start a sweepstake, really, on on which club is going to be the first to phone in to you, shouldn't we? There's always a a little bit of competition. Now, I've had weeks before where you, you you put out an email in the morning saying, right, you can call off, and nobody phones for hours. Uh, and then suddenly somebody does, and then five minutes later, oh, we're not the first, we'll be off now. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, well, look, you know, um, let's hope that we do get to see some action this uh, Saturday. What about the midweek? Are there any midweek games coming up? There are a handful of West Division games next midweek. It's, it's actually probably the last midweek that I would call relatively quiet. Um, I'm just looking to see. Here we are. Right, there's one game on Tuesday, Weybridge versus Camelford, and two on the Wednesday night. That's Bodmin versus Saltash, and Falmouth versus Port Levin. Alright, so yeah, so we might be lucky. We just have to yeah, and actually the forecast after the weekend does look good. Although again, like I said, without knowing how much rain it's going to mm. land, you don't know how long it's going to take to to drain away. No. Okay, well let's keep our fingers crossed. Let's hope we yep. all get to see a game, and yep. uh, we'll speak to you seven days time, Phil. Look forward to it. Your Cornish Well, Phil and I talked about the weather more this week than we did football. I think, didn't we? Yeah, Dave, it's a it's a shame, mate, isn't it? We're we're sort of, I mean, good idea though, Dave. That severe weather protocol thing, mate. You know, Phil's got mate. It's a sensible policy, really, isn't it, Dave? You can sort of call games off on a Friday. You know, you, players and teams know where they are a bit. Then, mate, it's pretty obvious it's going to be a a shocking weekend, mate. So. You know, uh, actually, Dave, our gutter blew off on one of the spare rooms last night, mate. Ended up in next door's corner. Oh, yeah, he brought it back around this morning, so we didn't we didn't notice that. <laughs> he, brought, he knocked on the door with about twenty foot of gutter, like, but but yeah. So mm. looking like Sticker v Elston could be a good crowd this weekend, Dave. Well, that's right, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Phil was right there saying that there are, you know, obviously grounds that are more likely to yeah. be staged than others and Sticker is one of those but even they've had you know matches off this season haven't they yeah they have, yeah, they have mate yeah uncharacteristically like they for them isn't it that's yeah. true so, yeah um, and yeah. The, the other question I've got is fixtures well to catch up now they're always vital aren't they do you want the yeah. points on the board or would you rather have the games in hand yeah, I'm a points on the board type of guy, really, Dave. I think I am. Gotta be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, gotta be, mate. I mean, I mean you know, I know so Ash are flying, mate, but he's still got. I mean, they looking at it, Dave. They've got to win all their games. They're still two points behind Elston, aren't they? Yeah, so, don't forget they've yeah. got to play each other twice. So obviously, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. They're going to be real. Uh, 
going to be beauties, mate. But they? I thought, um, I mean, with Saltash's game this week being off against uh, up at Lanson, I I thought, right, if Helston get their game on, get another three points, the yeah. you know the screw is being turned a little bit tighter, isn't it? Then on on Saltash, uh, yeah. you know, so. I was surprised Helston had their their um, pitch inspections so early in the morning. To be honest, I thought they might have waited a little bit, but uh, there we go. That's uh, Southwest Peninsula League all done. Now, of course, it was the quarter final of the Senior Cup last Saturday, and a good day for the clubs in the east of the county. Here's yeah. one. Here's one. Gary Williams, assistant manager at Tor Point, to talk about it. Well, Gary, great result down at Mosel. Yeah, really pleasing. Uh, lads were fantastic, to be honest. And uh, yeah, just nice to get through into the, into the semi-finals. What sort of a game was it? Um, it was quite a tight game. You'd probably say they had the better the first half. Um, we knew quite a bit about them before we went down there. Kind of, you know, use your your local contacts and friends in, in local football to to find out how they kind of set up and how they play. Um, I think we kind of went down with a game plan and it worked quite well. Um, although we did, did create a couple of chances uh, in the first half and we just said at half time kind of keep doing what we're doing um, out of possession but thought we could be a little bit better with the ball um, maybe show them a little bit too too much respect um, and just maybe express ourselves in the game a little bit more we did that second half mm-hmm. and you created a few chances and eventually uh, you got the goal It's interesting you say about you, you sort of done your preparation your research there are some managers still that would say well, it's all about us, you know, it's it's what we do on the day. Obviously, you don't think that same. Um, it is about us. Um, I think you're naive to go you know, to a team like Mosul who are, you know, kind of flying high and scoring quite a lot of goals um, without trying to know a little bit about them. Um, so you kind of prepare yourself, but at the same time, you know, that's that's kind of a, a few a few minutes in the dressing room. The rest of it's about ourselves and, and what we can do. Um, I think if you, you worry too much about the opposition, you kind of forget what you're supposed to be doing. And it was a great goal that uh, won the game for you. Yeah, fantastic strike from Damas. Um, just, you know, corner came in and Cross managed to keep it alive. And then, yeah, Damas was out of nothing's little red kick into the corner. So, yeah, obviously uh, the lads were buzzing with that. And, and it obviously deserved to be the winner of the game, really. And made the trip home a bit better. It did. We had a we had a bus down, took a coach of the supporters, and they were fantastic. Um, I don't think we quite rivaled the S Troop yet, but there was quite a few down there. And uh, yeah, it was a good journey home, as, as you can imagine. Uh, a few drinks were drunk and uh, a few songs were sung, so it was a nice. Good evening when we got back to the club. Right, and so the draw's been made, and it's Weybridge Town you meet now. Uh, you, you've got to be happy with that. Yeah, to be honest, like we, whoever we got, you know, these are teams that got to the semi-final competition, so you know it's going to be a tough game. Um, you know, I know Rowa very well and he'll have them organised and, and they'll be right at it so we're expecting a tough game as we would whichever the teams we, we ended up drawing to be honest and it's back to league football this Saturday a home fixture with Holdsworthy it's really tight at the top of your division isn't it I mean I reckon there's well I reckon the top eight really have all got a say in it haven't they they have. It's you know, there's only a few points between between quite a few teams. I think it's going to be quite an exciting. You know, last 14, 15 games of the season. Um, I mean, you can go down as far as you look at Bobby Tracy. You know, if they win the games in hand, I think they go above us. And you know, we're fourth at the moment. Um, but it's nice to be in that position. It's nice to be challenging and certainly in the mix uh, going into the last last couple of months. Now I know that Dean, the the manager, wasn't very well last week. He didn't actually go down on Saturday. So you were in charge. Are you going to be the number one this Saturday as well? 
Uh, no, hopefully Dean will be back Saturday. Um, so he's, he's still struggling a little bit, but he's a lot better than what he was. Um, he's hoping to be, he'll possibly be at training this evening, but certainly he'll, he'll be there on Saturday. I think all being well, which would be, be great to have him back. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. 12 point. Great result at Mosul, I thought. Oh, fantastic. What a day, Well, result of the round, mate. You know, a Mosul definitely, mate. I could, you know, I, I couldn't see it, mate, to be honest, but fantastic, mate. You know, they're capable of it, aren't they? But I, I thought Ashley Sports might nick that one, but if you look at the, the, the results, they're, they're all close, aren't they? You know, Palmer so Ash 2 0. Milbert to score two 0 Weybridge and Blasey two one, Torpoint one nil. You know, no more than two goals scored in any game, you know, above two goals, mate, were there in any of the games, so all all tight games. But but yeah, and, and Gary would be delighted, I would have thought, mate, you know, um well, rewarded with a, with Weybridge in the semi final, mate, which they'll probably be favourites for, I would have thought, mate, wouldn't they? Yeah, well, yeah, I would have thought so for sure. I mean, everyone would have wanted to avoid Saltash, wouldn't they? Exactly. Yeah, that that's a big thing, mate. And yeah, that, that that's the big uh, obviously Saltash big favourites to win it now, mate. Right, they? But, but a bit ironic though, Dave, wouldn't it? If it's a two point Millbrook <laughs> final, <laughs> I told you I said it last week, didn't I? Millbrook. Yeah, final, you so. did. <laughs> did yeah, that would be uh, that would be quite funny, wouldn't it? But yeah. but. Um, no, well done to all four teams, Dave, for, for getting this far and, uh, you know, good luck to them in the semis, isn't it, really? Last time Tor Point got in the final, were you involved oh, what, in that Point, one? Oh, was that when they beat up? Was I playing for Paul Flevin then, Dave, for yeah. any chance? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I played in that, mate, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should have scored, Dave, in the replay, actually, mate. We, it was, we was losing 1-0, mate, on the Thursday night. We drew 1-0 the first game. Uh, Opie had a header from the corner, mate, and we we won nil. And uh, oh, mate, I, I, I did the over it, mate. I beat a couple of defenders, and I sort of only had to keep it a bit. I was on a bit of an angle, and I I curled it around the keeper, and it hit the outside of the post. Dave, one of the finals I hit the post, and that was me. And uh, that would have made it one all with about twenty to go. And then Lee Cansfield, I think, mate, scored a a, be- a dipping volley, mate, a beauty, ten minutes from the end. Killed us off, Dave. So, mm. sort of blame myself for that one, mate. <laughs> like I do, mate. On many a senior cup final, mate. Not my, uh, not my day, mate. Again, but yeah, yeah played in that one, Dave. Yeah, there you go. Well, I thought you might have done. That's yeah. Just to remind you. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's okay. No problem. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, and also, just to remind everyone of the the semi final draw. Uh, just to confirm, Torpoint versus Waybridge on Tuesday, the third of March. And that's already been decided that it's going to be played at Lux Park Liscard. And uh, it's normally the day after, so I'm assuming it's uh, the Wednesday, 4th of March. Uh, Millbrook against Saltash. Venue as yet still to be announced. I don't think they've yeah. uh, brought out anything out on that one yet. Um, Millbrook, Saltash, well, where would what we play think? it? Where would we play it? Um, You'd probably say less scored for that day, wouldn't you? <laughs> games on the same evening. There we go. Oh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And double ladder. Everything's in slightly different order today. So um, we have yes, got mate. our predictions slot now. Um, as usual, five games from around the county. Did we get anywhere last week or not? No, Dave. No, we 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 got close on a couple, but to be honest, I don't think. Even we could have foreseen, mate, the likes of 
well, the top two, mate, in the Dutch, you know, Lanivet won Foxhill five, mate. Yeah. I think both went for Lanivet to nick it, didn't they? And, and then we had St. Ern four, Resudgeon five. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe a wave. <laughs> so, could have foreseen that, mate. So, yeah. so no, we didn't get any last week, mate. So, yeah. still, still nine four to uni. Right. Okay. So, we start today with two Peninsula League West games. Uh, Dobbles against Weybridge Town. I watched Dobbles, Dave, a few weeks ago. You know, when they lost four 0 and so Ash. But, but I, I was sort of like quite impressed with them, really, mate. You know, I know they lost four 0 but obviously. You know, yeah, it was against Salt Ash, mate, you know, so, you know, a lot of teams are going to lose 4 0 to Salt Ash, right? But I thought they did well, mate, especially first half. It's only like one goal at half time, and they did create a couple of chances, mate. You know, Kelvin Fineboy, mate, up front, didn't he? And yeah, scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, he looked short, mate, he did. And, um, and yeah, I don't know, David. I was quite impressed with doubles, even though they lost. Uh, I haven't seen Weybridge, mate. I haven't been to see like Rowers boys this season, but. They've had some good results, mate, haven't they? And some, it's hard to sort of gauge Weybridge, really, mate, isn't it? Because obviously done brilliant to get to semi-final or senior cup, but league position, not great, mate, is it? So, mm. sort of based on what I've seen already, Dave, I think I'm going to go 3-1 Dobbles, mate. Yeah, OK. And um, I have to agree with you that uh, Dobbles to win this one. Um, home advantage, if nothing else, should be good enough for them. I'm going to go with 2-0. Okay, mate. So Dennis against Blazy, the next one. No, both sides need to win, don't they, really? Uh, yeah. Dennis for their fight at the bottom of the table. And, uh, well, St. Blazy, because, well, they seem to be struggling uh, as uh, as late. And, um, well, they've scored in the last five league games. They did score in the Senior Cup last week at Weybridge. Still lost. That would have been, a, obviously, a big disappointment to going out in that game. Um I'm going to use your Desmond, I think. 2-2. Two, two. I'm going for a Desmond, mate. Yeah, St. Bannisos scored one at Bodmin, didn't they, last week? But see Lee scored, mate, Lee Rickard, back yeah. in the goals. But, yeah, good to see. I don't know if he's playing that fun. I'm still at the back, mate, did he? But hopefully, you know, I think he's a great forward, mate, don't you? Lee, mate, I'd like to see him back up front, but... But, uh, yeah, I've gone for a Desmond Day. So I don't know whether to change it, mate, now. Should I change it, mate? Should I? This is your opportunity if you should choose to. Yeah. Oh, oh. Go on, then, mate. I'll, I'll go for Blazy to come back. and I'll go 2-1 Blazy then, Dave. 2-1 to Blazy, right? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, yeah. Right. I tell you, whilst you're talking about goals for um, Dennis, someone who hasn't scored for them for a few, well, for four games, presumably he's playing, is, um, was it Jaffa Cake Row? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, he had a great start to the season, though, didn't he? Flying, and then... Well, he's been scoring regularly, but he hasn't scored for the last four games, which is unusual for him. So, um, this is a yeah, and maybe wouldn't it be a bit ironic if uh, Coral, mate, or Carlo got the winner? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that'd be interesting, one, mate. You know, uh, yeah. Coral against his brother. Yeah, I wonder if Leo Mort Coral, mate. Yeah, <laughs> might do. Bit of yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm sure he wouldn't celebrate if he got the winner, mate. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
say that. Right, third game, Superior League East. We actually got two from the Superior League today, and one from the East, one from the yeah. West. And the first one, Saltash Borough against Tall Point Athletic Reserves. Yeah, be a close one, I think, Dave. Um, Saltash Borough have had some great results this season, though, mate, haven't they, to be fair? You know, got themselves into the top six, six sixth in the table at the minute, and I think Tall Point have just dropped down. Tight game, Dave. I think because it's on the 3G, I'm going to give Borough the slight advantage in a 2-1 win, mate. Uh, right. Well, I, I've gone mainly for the same reason for the home, uh, you know, for the all-weather that they, they're used to playing on uh, league games. Yeah. That is, I'm going with the home side 3-1. 3-1, okay. And the LS St. Piran League West, uh, or the other St. Piran League game from the West this time, Parham Porth against St. Ives. Um, uh, this is going to be a bit more difficult, I think, to... Um, yeah. Did you sign on Paraport? Will they bounce back from that 5 0 defeat last week? Yeah. St. Ives, tough opposition. And uh, I'm going to go with St. Ives to do the double over Parent. 2 0. 2 0, mate. Yeah, I'm, I've sort of gone the same. Uh, um, I think you could be right, Dave, because St. Ives have only conceded one goal in the last three games, mate. They're, they're pretty stingy at the back, mate. And you've already watched them. Once or twice, haven't you done it this season? Uh, seen them certainly yeah. once down there. In once. fact, it's a game against Parent Porth. Oh, that's right, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen Parent play a couple of times, but I've only seen some, uh, not seen tonight. So, but you know, I've heard a lot of people saying good things. You know, a lot of people sort of tipping them still, mate. So, um, I'm going to go three one sometimes. I think Dave, three one. Right, okay. Yeah. Last game for this week, Junior Cup, and it's uh, obviously one of the games we have featured already on the programme. Altenon against the Lugan RBL. Junior Cup, yeah. fifth round. Who are you going with on this one? Well, I'd like to see a Lugan, Dave. I've got a few friends mate, in, in the Lugan team and that, but I've got a feeling, mate, looking at Altenon's sort of home record, I mean, they've won all four at home, Dave, in the league with a 5 1. Ratio, mate, you know, so I mean, I think they've scored 20, let in five in their four home games, so pretty lethal at home. Um, you ever been old to them, mate? Seen the pitch up there, Dave? I probably have played there when I was a yeah. teenager, but I can't remember. Um, you would have done, yeah. No, quite a nice little setup, actually, Dave. Nice flat pitch, um, you know, with a little sort of clubhouse there, mate. It's quite you know, they're sort of, uh, you know, they're sort of, they're sort of made for bigger things like Dave, you know, I think if they, if they wanted to. But, um, yeah, going back to the game, Dave, uh, I think it'd be goals, Dave. I love will score, definitely score. I'll go 4 2, I think, mate, Alton and mate. Ooh, sounds a good cup tie. 4 2. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong, but, um, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Jimmy. He's on the show, sweetie. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a West boy, but although I live up the, <laughs> no, I got a few mates down Logan. So yeah, but I think Alton and Dave 4-2, I think. Mate. I mean, the only odd thing is that they actually lost last Saturday, which um, you know, yeah. Well, mind you, Boscastle, well, Boscastle above them in the league, but they've lost, you know, a few games in the in the Dutch League Premier. So, so not quite sure mm. what happened last week, but. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Altenon as well. I think they'll be back on winning form. I mean, manager Jimmy sounded fairly confident, didn't he? In fact, he sounded <laughs> very confident. I think uh, he, he expects a win. So do I. 2-0. 2 nil, mate. Excellent looking player, Dave, going against his old club. I know, club. I know, but... I don't feel so bad now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it all on you now, mate. You've got to be realistic about this. So. Yeah, yeah, tough. That's a tough game, isn't it? Tough old trip, mate, isn't it, for a leather model. Oh, might be a yeah. cup surprise. Yeah, all on the day, mate, isn't it? The cup game. So, ask Ashy, mate. Mainzone tour point. Yeah, exactly. Ask yeah. Gary. Ask Gary indeed. Yeah. What a team one there, mate, wasn't he? Get well soon, Dean. Get well soon. Your Cornish Podcast. That's predictions done. Back to our yes, last league run through this week. And it's, uh, well, you've been waiting. I've been keeping you yeah. on your toes thought, this week. I thought I was sacked, mate. I thought I, I, thought, I thought I was at the better of the week, mate. I thought my SPL was gone as well, mate. Oh, that seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? The better of the week. <laughs> yeah, don't miss it, mate. Don't miss it. No one's asked for it to be brought back, so... Uh... <laughs> no, I couldn't imagine, mate. Don't be squished down, mate. I don't blame him. <laughs> right. So, here we go. It's the Superior League, and it's over to you, Rappo. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Yeah, it's d- decent last night, uh, last weekend. Dozen games, mate. There were six in the east, three in the west, plus three Kernestown Cup quarterfinals day. So I think we'll start there, mate. Um, I mean, east leaders and Austin came away from out with a narrow 1-0 victory, Dave, courtesy of a Chris Kilby goal. So, you know, some Austin going to the app for the semis, mate, and probably be favourite to make, would you say, to... For the competition mm. now, or what I thought, yeah. going on league positions and things, and you know, know what a good team they are. Most Sparky, uh, get them, uh, get them up for the cups, now. So, um, St. Ives, mate, they're, I mean, they're flying as well, they, especially at the Salt Ends. They had a comfortable passage to the semis with a 3 0, another 3 0 home win over Millbrook. Uh, Max Davies uh, scored a brace in that one with Josh Megan. Met in the other. Um, a red card each in that game as well, Dave. It was, mate. Mm-hmm. A red card each. I haven't heard why, but I uh, just noticed, mate. So, um, And then today, Dave, I mean, what a, what a performance, you know, in the all West clash uh, against Perrin Porth at the vote, mate, 1 5 0. I mean, I, I, I thought they would nick it, Dave, but not with that scoreline. Um, Dan Richards, uh, Dan again, mate, scoring the other brace. James Daniel, the experienced Tom Ogorth, mate. What Ogie, mate. Good I wonder player. how um, he celebrated his goal. What, Tom, mate? Yeah, because he's quite uh, vociferous, isn't he? Yeah, he is, mate. He's a yeah, quality bloke to have on, on your team, mate. Not not the best to play against, but... <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he is, a, mate. He's a, he's a character, mate. He's a Roy Keane type <laughs> of player, isn't he? Yeah, mate, I know what you mean, mate. Yeah, I like that. You're a good lad. But, um, and sub Francis Pengilly, again, they've come on and scored. Oh. So, uh, yeah, well done to Francis, mate. Um, in the East Division, uh, Launceston moved up to second, they thrashing Callington 5-0 at Pennygillen. Um, a Cameron Hurd brace. Mark Alvich, he notched his 16th of the season. It's going well. And uh, Scott Sanders and Gareth Jones' goals, mate, completing the, the net band there. 
Paul Perrow, mate, they slipped the place to third, despite a decent 1-1 draw at the mill, at tour point, mate. Sub Cameron Patterson, I think he scored for the visitors in the 86th minute, mate, so probably even lucky to get a point, really, so good result, really, for Paul Perrow. A point gain rather than maybe drop, mate. Um, Henry Bunning again, mate. He put the house in front. He put Tall Point in front, scoring a few goals. Henry. So, Ash United, they stay fifth, uh, beating Landref 3 2, uh, which is an improved display from Landref on their recent games, mate. Uh, that was at Kimberley Stadium as well. So, 3 2 to Salt Ash at home. Coral Powell Thomas with two, and Alfie Dorr with the, with the other. Um, Tyler Collins scored both Landref goals. Uh, in, in vain, as it turned out. But uh, Salt Ashborough stay in the top six, winning 5-0 at Rock Bottom St. Dennis. Uh, five scorers, Dave, as well. James Casson, Hayden Purslove, Nathan Sitch, and substitutes. Uh, two subs came on and scored, mate. Nathan Delbridge and Fakal Benaziz. Uh, Fakal... <laughs> Fakul Benaziza, sorry about the swearing, mate. Fakul <laughs> Benaziza, mate, come on and scored. So, good old Fakul, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah, wonder if he's got a middle name, though. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, five different, different scores. So, well done. Well done to um, Sotashborough, mate, carrying on the good form. Uh, Morbid Stowe, staying the top half with a 3 0 victory over Liscord at the shop. Playing field days, more in those ground, mate. Mm. The shop playing field. Um, a Tom Denford double and a William Bryant goal. Uh, there, mate, took the kick three now. Uh, Bude, mate, they slipped out of the top half. I mean, I gave Bude team of the week last week, mate, for, for beating two point two one, And they and they lost this week, mate, to, to Sticker 2-1, which is a great result for the away team. I, I couldn't, couldn't see that one at all, mate. Um, but great, great away win for Stickers. Scott Percy's 18th goal of the season, proving academic as goals by Ethan Gatley and Thomas Hawking gave the visitors a, a surprise win. They make the broad close lane, I think it is, isn't it? And, um, in the West, though, three games, the Logan moved into the top three. As predicted on here, Dave, ages ago, mate, didn't I? I said, I fancied a Lugan for a run, mate. I like a Lugan, mate, good club, but I, 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 yeah, they were in a false position, mate, and I think they're in a more sort of where they should be now, but they moved into the top three with, with a narrow 2 1 win at St Agnes. Uh, Archie Condy and the informed David Mitchell both scoring for the visitors. Uh, Falmouth Town. Well, a cracker, really, Dave. Former Payne won a, won a 4-3 cracker at Perham Well. Um, Sam Bromley and Fraser Harris are getting a brace apiece for town with Tom Fisher, James Rovery and Will Snakes, mate, notching for the well. Um, and last but not least, mate, Wendron won a close game against Reduce United 3-2 at Thunderlane, mate. Um, William Paul Kean Thomas and sub James Mosley for Wendron with uh, Andrew Bishop and young substitute Charlie Hawthorne. I know his dad quite well, mate. They're replying for United. So well done to young Charlie. Another goal, but lost three to Wendron, um, which 
unfortunately for Idris, mate, keeps them rooted to the bottom of the table for the minute, mate. Um, going back to Kerno Stone Day, uh, the quarterfinals, they're all complete now. So the semi-final draw was made after Saturday's games and it pits um, St Ives versus Falmouth Town and St Day against the sole least survivors, they some also they were probably favourites as well. So mm. so that's the semi final draw, mate. Um three Saints they've left in the uh, form of town and the only team that ain't the Saint, aren't they? Mm. Left in that. But uh but yeah, um teams of the week they've quite quite easy actually, Dave, this week. Um there's really well, a couple of standout results really in, in, in the East. I mean stickers Sticker going to Butte and winning two one was a was a great effort I think you know um, looking at the league positions and and in the West it's, it's got to be St Day mate and it thrashing Perrinport five nil in the Curnow Stone Cup quarter final the Vogue I mean I thought the Saints would nick it mate but but not by that scoreline so that's pretty impressive by St Day I mean we watched the league game day didn't we at the start of the season at Aaron Porth, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. They won 4 1, didn't we? But, but yeah, but, uh, you know, that's, that's a result. Nap and victory, mate. Again, but I can't remember the last time Perrin Porth lost 5 0, mate. So, so well done, Sticker and St. Day. Uh, for me, mate, the two teams of the week, I think. Right. Okay. Anything to look at for this coming Saturday? Uh, yeah, I think so, mate. Hopefully, just, you know, keep our fingers crossed with the weather, mate. Um, Obviously, but there's a couple of tasty-looking games in the West, mate, this weekend, with Perrinport hosting St Ives, mate, at Pondsmere Valley, which we've already covered, mate. And uh, St Day entertaining Hale at the Vogue. I mean, Hale can be a, a really good team on their day, as they proved that St Blazy, mate, in the Senior Cup. So, you know, that, that could be a good game, St Davy Hale. And in the East, mate, you've got a Liscard v Salt Ash. United Derby, mate. Mm. Um, that's always a good one, though, isn't it? Whenever Liscard meets Salt Ash at any level, isn't it? That's always a rivalry there, mate. Goes back a few years. And, and a couple of basement battles, really, basis, between Callington and Weybridge. Or you've got Landreth, Feast and Dennis, mate. That's, mm. I mean, the bottom four are all playing each other this weekend. So mm. Callington v Weybridge, Landreth, Feast and Dennis. So all desperate for the points, mate, in the bottom four of the table. So there so, could well, be could be quite a gap opening if the results go the wrong way for Weybridge and St Dennis. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they'll be looking to pick up points for sure, mate. In, in those games, mate, mm. like you say, they could. Uh, yeah, if they both lose, then they, they've sort of cut themselves adrift a bit, mate. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this week in the SPL days. Okay, well, it isn't quite it for the SPL, is it? Because... Um, no, 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 no. You have not got an old mate of ours to come yet, mate. Yeah, that's old right. Mate. Final interview this week, and it features uh, an SPL player and also assistant manager, our old friend Rob Hoskin at St. Day. As uh, Rapper mentioned there, they won 5-0 against Paraport last Saturday in the St. Piran League Cup, the Kerno Stone Cup, and... Uh, well, here's Rob. Well, let's start with talking about uh, that cup win last Saturday, Rob. Uh, many of us were, you know, we were expecting a, a tight game against Perrinport, but a 5-0 result to St. Day, well, doesn't suggest so. 
Um, no, and and before the game, we were we were um, expecting the same, um, and we we made sure that the the, the lads were prepared um, for what what was going to be a, a tough game, and and we got off to a good start. The lads were were, were fired up for it. Um, the attitude was spot on, and and we we took an early lead, um, and and never really looked back. You've been scoring loads, loads of goals in the League Cup, haven't you? I reckon that's 16 in three games. Yeah, um, um, we kind of need to transform that into the league a bit. We're still, we're still scoring goals, but we could, we could do with adding a, a, a few more, if I'm honest. What's the story behind uh, Jack Wills? He, he, in the previous two rounds, he scored two hat tricks or a hat trick in each of them. Um, yet, yeah, was he on the subs bench last Saturday? Uh, yeah, Jack was was on the bench. Um, I I I, um, I was away for for um, two previous games, which included a, 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 a well a surprise defeat defeat for us at, at Wendron, um, and a few changes changes had been made, um, and it was just to try out a few new things um, and to 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 use our our squad really. I might have called him Jack Wills. I think it's Jack Willis, isn't it? So Willis, yeah. apologies yeah. to Jack for that. But um, and and so the changes. Well, you've got to say that they worked. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and and Jack was was involved in in the um, sort of agreement of the, and um, fully involved in the process, as all players were in in um, our our change for this particular fixture. Um, and as you say, it it paid off. We're we're lucky that we've we have got players that that can come in, or we can we can change the system a little bit and and still and still get the result. How does it work these days um, with telling players that they're not actually starting? Do do they know before they turn up on a Saturday, or is it pretty much just before the well half an hour or forty five minutes before the kickoff? Um, usually. Um, from from our perspective, it's done on on the day of the game. We still want players to to prepare appropriately. That that includes the night before, hydration um, and and food and so on. So we we still want the players to be in the right frame of mind. Um, and and then everybody is is individually given roles prior to prior to the game um, during the warm up. Um, I I would take the warm up and Joff would would take certain individuals for a chat if we wanted to work on certain things or or to you know to give um those that hadn't started previously the the nod that they were starting and and, and let them know our expectations interesting to hear you say about the preparation and and the night before drink and eat and and all that sort of thing what should a player be eating on a friday evening from my point of view i try and have a a, a balanced meal that's that's higher a higher carbohydrate intake than I would normally have earlier in the week. My preparation would start two to three days before, ideally, where I would start to what they would call carb load. So I would gradually increase my carbohydrates, whether that's rice, pasta, um, potatoes, with some kind of protein source, um, primarily sort of meat, meat-based uh, for myself, and, and some vegetables chucked in for a good measure. Mm. I'll have to get you around and cook my Friday meal, I think, perhaps. <laughs> right, back to the cup. Um, draws been made for the semi-final. You've got an interesting one, haven't you? St. Austin Reserves? Yeah, certainly uh, certainly interesting. Um, from from our perspective, it's 
the probably the toughest possible draw. Although when you get to a semi-final of a of a cup competition, there's never an easy draw. Um, as we experienced in previous seasons, um, getting you know being in the in the final for the last couple of years in the combination cup, we've we've never had an easy ride. Um, so so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be certainly going to be difficult. Um, I think it's also in the league. They've played something like 19, 19 games and only lost two over that period and, and they're averaging sort of over three a game um, in scoring terms. Um, I know I know the management quite well up there, um, Steve Wheatley and um, and Mark, if he if he is back. Um, and funnily enough, I only spoke to to Steve on Saturday morning because he was asking me for some tips on on Hale. <laughs> Did you give him any or not? Um, I just. I was away for the last time we played them. We we played them beginning of the season, which was our first game, um, and they turned us over three one down there. Um, again, you know, with with my work and everything else, I'm sort of here then everywhere. So um, I couldn't really give him too much information. Only what I was told from other people um, during that game and from playing them um, in previous seasons. So presumably before the semi, you'll be uh, in touch with someone in the East Division asking about St. Austell. Um, that's already already been done. The wheels are in motion. <laughs> the wheels are in are in motion. I never miss an you know, opportunity, and um, I've been around the game long enough to to be lu- and luckily enough to to know a few people um, in in these areas. And and um, yeah, um, whether they ad- adapt or or change in the next two months because it's, it's it's i think it's pretty much two months now till the to the semi-final so things things could change a lot of football can be played players become available injured uh, and so on so we'll take everything that we do get uh, told with a pinch of salt um and and try and you know we will try and prepare as best we can what about the league then um a bit disappointing i would have thought for St. day uh yeah yeah um in, in real terms I, I i think we're we're a little bit below where i think we should be um and that's not thinking too highly of of our squad we we um we i certainly feel we we could be a little bit higher um we still have a few games in hand and i think we can still jump up um but it is it is tight around there and i and i would um i would be lying if I was saying I wasn't disappointed with where we currently are but from our point of view it's a new league um, although it's primarily the combination league um, with a new name isn't it um, but 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 we, we they saw a couple of weeks ago that the, the the lads went down although we were we were short on numbers and I wasn't there they got turned over by Wendron and and that was a game you know you you, you probably would have seen as a, a banker really mm. and no disrespect to Wendron um, but we've got lots of good teams in the league, and Penryn, um, we know what they're all about, and they seem to be running away with it uh, at the moment. Yeah, are they the best side you've you've seen? Um, if I'm honest with you, Dave, they're a very good side. They're very organised, um, and they've been they know how everyone plays. They've played together for for quite a while. They've they've been quite clever with their additions. Mm. Um, but. For me, St Ives are the best team that we've faced this year. Um, we went down to the Saltings on a on a horrible day in October. The weather we weren't expecting the game to be on, to be fair. And we had a reasonably good squad, and we we went down six two to them. I think it was. Um, dare I say, they got very fortunate with two, maybe three goals. They still 
had enough there to to you know to comfortably win the game against us. Um, they were the best side I've seen so far. Mm, interesting. And the weather, we can't leave uh, or we can't have a conversation at the moment without talking about the weather. How's the pitch going to be for Saturday? You're home to hail. Uh, forecast isn't that great for Saturday. Um, yeah, so we're crossing everything at the moment. It's touch and go. We're, again, very fortunate um, with, our, with our ground staff. Um, they're good, but they're not miracle workers. <laughs> um, so the pitch was in reasonably good condition after last week, but it's just been it's just been non-stop you know even when we have a we have a little break and then it starts to hammer down again and as you say the, the forecast um isn't great which is a shame because if all things go well that's it's a, it's a another big game for us as we look to avenge that opening day defeat but on a personal note it will it could be my 100th appearance for the club um 100th first team appearance sorry um and although it's taken me seven seasons to, to achieve that it's it's uh certainly would be something special for me um at this level anyway what are you going to get are you going to get a, a glass trophy or something do you reckon or just um, game? i'm not sure I, i'm i'm just happy to be to be out there on on the the pitch with with a, a good bunch you know um and hopefully we can if it is on we can get some momentum going again ahead of this this semi-final but also back in into into the league um, but I just want to obviously whilst I'm on here give a quick mention to um, our under 15s and under 16s if I can they're like ourselves they're in county cup semi-finals next month um, and also our second and third team are still in cup competitions which is a, a great achievement for, for the club um, on the whole so it's not just um, on a personal level it's it's for the, the club as a whole No that's right today must be one of the uh the better clubs when it comes to you know different age groups from what's the youngest team age group you've got someone someone um, will, will probably have to correct me I think it's uh, sevens under sevens is the is the youngest that we start at the moment right um, but we've got again age groups um, all over sometimes two teams in in certain age groups because because of the numbers we've we've been extremely fortunate with the the level of coaching that that um we've been able to offer um and that's benefiting the club and the county you've only seen recently the number of our previous under 16s players that that are now with other clubs youth team uh, in maybe under 18 level or even at peninsula level that have represented the county at, at under 18 level well keep it up rob and uh, best of luck saturday Thank you, Dave, and it's always uh, always a pleasure to, to speak to you. Take care. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, yeah, Rob um, sounds a very... Um, uh, how, I'm not quite sure how to describe him. Uh, very sort of uh, thinks about everything, doesn't he, by sounds of it? Preparation counts for a lot these days, yeah. um, and especially with him, by sounds of it. Yeah, he's brilliant, Rob, Dave. He's so, like... Professional, mate. I mean, you know, he's well. Have you seen him, Dave? His his, his body, mate. He's, he's he's super fit, mate. He's um, you know, not that I'm holding you up, Rob, on balance. You haven't got anything to tell us, have you? <laughs> no, mate. That, no, we're all quite close, but not that close, mate. <laughs> I think Rachel and Tamsin will have something to say, mate. <laughs> we have had a few odds over the years, but nah, Rob's fit as a 
fit as they come, like they you know fit as a fiddle is, mate. And he, like you say, you know his preparation's fantastic. And yeah, I noticed on Twitter last weekend before the game, they Rob bought a load of like energy bars for the lads, you know, bananas and you know drinks and that, mate. You know, he's uh, it's quite well fantastic, like to to have around, mate. You have around the place, you know, you're a great guy to have around your club. He's a real, real clubman, mate. You know. Rob, mate, so St. Bear, lucky to have him, really, mate, you know, and, and you know, St. he's obviously enjoying it, mate, you know, Chuff, he's a tough assistant, mate, so, you know, uh, playing and sort of managing, mate, he's, he's perfect for that, mate, you know, Rob doing a warm-up, I bet it's a pretty stringent warm-up as well, mate, I'd, I'd probably be knackered after that, mate, <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to play, Dave, <laughs> one of Rob's warm-ups, but, but, um, so what, but no, mate. What was your diet on a Friday <laughs> evening before the match day? <laughs> Honestly, Dave, I couldn't put any weight on till I was about thirty, Dave, and then, and then, I, and then it just went all. Uh, it went. What's the word, mate? Tits up, is it? <laughs> <laughs> after after my second broken foot, mate. But um, no, what I didn't really. Obviously, when you're sort of young and fit, they play sort of twice a week. You didn't, you know, we had the old five side league as well. They've been me back in them days on the yeah. Thursday and. You know, training on the teams, being maybe a midweek game on a wet, you know, virtually playing four times a week. So, well, probably five, mate, with a Sunday league as well, but didn't want to tell Trev too much about that. But, but, um, yeah, so fit as a fiddle, and Dave just sort of had what I wanted, really. They didn't really think, I think it's a lot different, isn't it, mate, these days than we, we, yeah. we, didn't really think too much. I see it was like a steak and chips, wasn't it, mate, back in there, mate, was yeah, <laughs> Well, it was a nice pre-match meal, but now it's all sort of like Rob said, you know, three days before, mate, isn't it? Starting to fuel yourself properly, and mm. yeah, I mean, I was like a Mars bar and a cup of tea. Mate. I, I did, I did actually, though. Like when we was away on the old vast trips or, or Cornwall games and that, mate, you know, away in the hotels, I used to, you know, I used to give you a little option, and I, I did used to. <laughs> don't, probably don't say that advertising day, but I did like poached eggs on toast with baked beans, mate. <laughs> right. Chucked in as well on the side. <laughs> Just a couple of poached eggs on toast with baked beans about 12 o'clock, mate. That would sort of do me a few hours before, but but no, mate. Some day going well, Dave. You know, as a club, and they didn't beat anyone at this level on their day. So yeah, and like uh, and interesting there that Rob. Uh, uh, Talks up St. Ives. Yeah, that's it, Dave. Like we were saying earlier, mate, a lot of people have, mate. You know, I was talking to, to Luke, you know, parent Porth manager, mate, you know, Luke Cannon, a while back at Penryn, mate, and he and he said he was more worried about St. Ives than Penryn. Obviously, they're, they're playing each other this weekend, mate, didn't they? So, parent Porth, St. Ives. But, but, yeah, a few people have said they're really sort of rates St. Ives. And I know Penryn were sort of lucky to win the the league game, mate, you know, 2-1 in the in, in injury time, I think, mate. It, it was a bit of a sort of handbags job, mate, wasn't it, at full time, oh, I think. And one, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that yeah. one, mate? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sort of the ref added on a few minutes for the handbags and then got the winner own goal. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, that's why, you know, I'm saying, like, you know, that, that, you know, I keep saying to everyone in the league and, and Popey will say the same, mate, I know he takes each game you know, as it comes for Penryn, he don't look too far ahead. But, you know, even though they got a seven-point lead, and probably with the goal difference, you'd probably say eight-point lead, really, like they for Penryn. But, but, you know, they've still got to go to St. Ives. You know, they've still got to go to St. Bay. Yeah, yeah, Got to go yeah, to Aaron yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's games they could slip up, you know, yeah, if they don't yeah, take yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, yeah, I don't think it's over though. I don't. I, I you're really like don't. A, you're like a record player. <laughs> you know, you like to think they would blow it eight quickly, they put some more old games left in there, mate. Hey. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 right. Okay, well, that's uh, that's all the interviews for this week. Um, where are you off to this Saturday, and if, if the weather should be yeah. favouring us? That's the thing, Dave, isn't it? You know, I was hoping to watch, well, top three bottom, Dave, in okay. St. Clair and West, mate. Um, Penryn, V, Rodriguez, you know what it is, mate? Top three bottom, but, but I've got a feeling, mate, that, that one won't be on, mate, with all the... You know, Penryn's pit, although they got baked so, mate, you know, one of the best, well, best gradesmen in the county, really, mate. You know, is not in the southwest, you know, his knowledge, mate. But I don't think even bakes could get that pitch, like, ready, mate, unless we, unless the weather improves a lot, mate. So, got a feeling, mate, I'll be watching the Flack Dorby, mate. The Flack Dorby. Stick of the Elston. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it'd be, be ironic, mate, if Alfie got the winner, mate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't know, would Steve give him a lift home, mate? But, uh, <laughs> leave, it, leave him at Burn Gallo, mate, for the evening. But, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised, mate, if, uh, like you said, Dave, you know, stickers have a few up, but, you know, on that, on that prestine pitch, I think it's probably, even Storm Dennis, mate, would be struggling to postpone that one, mate, wouldn't mm, it's a, Hopefully. It's a possibility, isn't it, I suppose? But, yeah. But I'm just yeah. looking myself, actually. I'm not... Um, I've I was just going to say where you last mate. moment because, you know, waiting to see what games yeah. are on Saturday morning. And, uh, um, well, yeah, looking at them, Godolphin Bodmin could be on, I guess. Um yeah, Godolphin's on a lot, so Many years ago, you would always say that Penzance was going to be on, wouldn't you? But they've had games postponed yeah. in the last couple of seasons um, on a regular basis. Um, when Drin sure. against St. Orstor, I wouldn't have thought there's much chance of that one if the rain comes in. No. Um, no. So, yeah, I'm not Coffin. absolutely sure yet. In fact, yeah. might even might even be seeing the uh, the second clash between Paraporth and St. Ives. Could even
well as much as one can on the FA full-time websites and yeah. we can relay those over to the forum we do the best we can on trying to keep that up to date and um, well thanks to everyone that's been on today yes mate yeah thanks Dave thanks for all your hard work mate as usual let me have the easy bit thanks mate thanks for all the interviews and... do you know the the, the the one thing that's worrying me today yeah well, whilst we've been talking, doing the recording the podcast, I've had a message from Farmer Town's manager Andy Westgarth. And oh, right, yeah, I, I think I haven't obviously been able to check it, but he reckons that I've got the stats wrong in the magazine for Farmer Town on the, and uh, the 2019 league record. So I shall be looking really? at that in a minute as soon as we've finished and just. Uh, to see what I've done yeah. wrong. Apologies, Farmouth and Westy, if I've done you out of a few points. Um, <laughs> it will be corrected, um, and perhaps I might send you a free copy next time, Westy. So <laughs> can't imagine you getting it wrong, mate. I don't know. This... You're a busy man, though, mate. Isn't it? Yeah, You're a busy doing man. It, but um, I shall look it up yeah. and see what what he's talking about. So there we go. So good to yeah. know that he's had a look at it anyway. Um, Good to know that you're out and about watching a game Saturday, all being well, and everyone else out there enjoy their football. Yes, mate. Have a good weekend, Dave, and everyone else. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Cornish 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 Cornish